It's your boy, the one and only Ace Switch, aka um, No Onion, aka Please Stop Pulling My Chest Hairs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. A.K.A. Raspberry Jelly with no dressing. A.K.A. Put this knife in my pocket. A.K.A. Komaki Taika Dropper. A.K.A. The Nigga Little Master. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sights. Episode 171. Um... We making some moves. We made some moves. Um, <laughs> uh, for maybe the one random person that 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 cared, uh, I did finally fix my uh mic issue. Where uh, I don't know if it was like the the mic being uneven or unlevel or whatever. But um, for those that may not know or were aware, the, my mic kept basically. Um, was not standing still. It was basically shifting towards me. So it would fall on my chest, essentially, or my mouth uh, while I'm speaking. So the solution for maybe uh, whomever may be having a similar issue is to uh, get what's called, I believe, a gooseneck generally. Like at least what I got, like I think 10 bucks from Amazon. It's like a gooseneck phone mount. And um, that essentially... um, fixed the issue because I used it to provide resistance towards the, um, and I hope I'm, let me make sure I'm, I feel like I'm hearing myself more than I should. Just got to double check. Okay. I think I'm fine. I think I'm just being real, but nonetheless, uh, gooseneck, which you, you know, it's like basically <laughs> somewhere neck of a goose. I mean, but you can adjust it to where at least, you could essentially make your own custom like point uh, for the mic stand to the mic arm to make contact with. So it'll basically permit it from, you know, coming closer to you. Essentially, it gives it gives it gives it a stopping point, essentially. So pretty much after doing that, a as you can tell, this mic, this mic is staying where it's at. You know what I mean? So, uh, hey small wins, you know, small wins. You love to see it. You love to witness it. Um, what else? Oh yes. I forgot. Uh, well, you guys are getting a super, well, not technically super early episode of the the show. Obviously I normally record on Thursday evenings, but (laughs) had to make a special, uh, exception because boy today, tomorrow, I guess technically today, depending on who you ask times and wise, um, to tomorrow going to be a special day. We got, we got damn, got John wick four coming out in theaters. You best believe I'm be one of the first to watch. Uh, then, then after that, uh, Resident Evil four remake comes out. Um, probably like at 9 PM Pacific for time for me. Um, so phew, boy, 
tomorrow's going to be a great day. So with that being said, I knew, knew from the bottom of my heart that uh, no record was going to happen uh, tomorrow. So I was like, you know, I could have waited or I could just, you know, um, just get it done today. So I was like, you know what? Let me choose the former, which I did. So there you go. You're welcome. You're so welcome. Um, yeah, outside of that, I have a pretty good show for you, uh, today. Um, talking about the PS five rumors, PS five pro rumors, excuse me, as well as, um, counter-strike two, uh, some further development. So apparently that was announced. So, um, yeah, you know what? You know what? Let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. First topic discussion. Counter Strike 2 announced. So I think basically it's just today, earlier this morning, today, Thursday or Wednesday. Um, Counter-Strike 2, which was heavily rumored. We talked about last episode, um, and they finally announced it. They, they introduced a couple, like three introductory videos, kind of essentially going over some of the new, um, implementations, uh, for Counter-Strike 2. Um, one of the videos is moving beyond tick, tick rate, which is essentially pretty much how frequent your responses are uploaded to the server and uh, presumably towards the other players that you interact with essentially. So basically it was somewhat of a, a fairly recognizable delay when playing uh, the game online in terms of like when you shoot versus if the other person gets shot essentially. Um, uh, but now with the new Counter-Strike 2 that they're making, um, I forgot the terminology that they use, but basically it's going to be more updates in, in regards to the tick rate. So uh, what that means is that it will essentially, um, it'll, it'll essentially update fat more frequently. So pretty much whatever, when it, whenever, whenever you shooting, it's actually more accurate and not as much of a delay, which in turn, Hey, is all for the better, at least on paper from what they say. Uh, then of course, you know, uh, miscellaneous, uh, map adjustments in terms of like the aesthetic, uh, to, you know, be in line with the new engine. Um, and then responsive smokes, which is basically smokes are more reactive in like, I guess, uh, more realistic in terms of like when you throw a smoke it, it, it within a, like they showed in a video, uh, like if it's a circular area where there's like, you know, kind of like, uh, the upside down cake pie, if for whatever reason you would fight in that, <laughs> if they threw, if you were to hypothetically throw a smoke grenade in there, the smoke would actually, um, be smart and surround like more or less in a real world setting generally it will circle around the whole um, area filling, you know, the whole uh, surface area, if you will, of a set area in terms of, you know, throwing a smoke. So little stuff like that, that just seems to be 
the tip of the iceberg in terms of uh, the news regarding Counter-Strike 2. Um, also, there is a, I forgot the terminology used, but essentially a test or an alpha test, I'm, I'm assuming, um, where basically, I forgot what they said, what the, the um, stipulations were. But I think it was a couple if you wanted to get in, if you wanted to get in said, said beta, beta, beta alpha, beta alpha, whatever you want to call it. I think for one is that you have to have been recently playing Counter-Strike Go. Um, yeah, uh, select CSGO players, um, the stipulations, there are a number of factors. So players are selected based on a number of factors deemed important by the Counter-Strike 2 development team, including, but not limited to recent play time on Valve official servers, trust factor and steam account standing. And then, uh, basically can check. How do you know if you've been selected for the Counter-Strike 2 limited test? If you are choosing to participate participate in the Counter-Strike 2 limited test, you will receive a notification on the main menu of CSGO. If you receive an invitation, select enroll and begin your download. When the download is complete, launch CSGO and select limited test option to play the Counter-Strike 2 limited test. And they said players, most players will be added to the limited test over time. Uh, so you can keep checking the CSGO main menu to see if you have received an invite. Um, and they did also announce the date for Counter-Strike 2. Counter-Strike is expected to ship summer 2023. So actually not too, too far from now. Um, so it seems like they're probably going to run this test up until then. Um, if there aren't any, you know, glaring issues, uh, with standing, um, at least in terms of the test. Counter-Strike 2 limited test will offer deathmatch and unranked competitive matchmaking on Dust 2. Hey, that's 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 the tried and true method right there. Future limited test releases will offer other game modes, maps, and features. Cool. And I think uh, one very important note for I think a lot of hardcore uh, CSGO players is, and yes, in fact, all your weapon finishes, stickers, and other CSGO inventory items will be available to use in Counter-Strike 2. Um, they say, please report any inventory item and weapon finish bugs you encounter using the previously mentioned bug report process. So I think that was a big question that uh, a lot of people had in regards to... Um, Hey, well, I don't know if I'm really want to jump. If I like, I mean, people probably put like thousands of dollars in, you know, the skins and weapons and I think victory songs and stuff like that, that, um, yeah, it would be a very hard ass to just like, Oh, well, see you later. See us go. Let's go back. Let's go to see us too. Uh, now. So, so thankfully at least, uh, yeah, your purchases are safe. So, I think what led to other people suspecting that probably this is going to be sunsetted kind of like the way, the way of overwatch one and two, where essentially it's going to re fully replace the game instead of, you know, some people who for whatever reason may still want to stick with CSGO. That's all they know. They don't want like change. 
they won't be able to, to go to that. But I mean, from what it looks like, obviously not the hardest of core of uh, of Counter-Strike uh, fan here, but it, gameplay seems very close and similar to CSGO. Of course, obviously they're not going to try to, you know, reinvent the wheel, uh, make bread all over again, what have you. So um, seems like they're doing it the best the best way they can. Pretty good approach. Uh, <laughs> somebody who hasn't probably launched that game in like <sighs> sometime last year, I want to say like around maybe the holidays of last year, maybe I tried to launch it and probably I think a total gameplay game. Let me check my steam. Actually, let me check my steam real quick. Let's see. <laughs> what are the odds of me being able to play Counter-Strike? I'm going to update that queue though. 57.9 hours. <laughs> I last played. Damn. Oh my God. <laughs> I almost played. I last played almost a full year from now. May 16th, 2022. The last time I played. And I played, yeah, 57.9 hours. And, and mind you, the the throughout the whole course of the, the game's lifespan so far, which has been what, like 11 years <laughs> came out in 2012. And I've not, I've only put like not even 60 hours. So, uh, I safe to say, I probably might not be the best candidate. Uh, but at, I don't know. It depends on who you ask. Cause like, you know, people like myself who've, who, you know, gave it a fair try and fell off for one reason or another. I assume they will probably want to include a fair pool of those people too. So at least with my thing with counter-strike, of course, uh, like I said on Twitter a little uh, earlier, counter-strike is very special to me. Um, uh, it was for sure my first online game I played, um, on (laughs) weirdly enough on the Xbox. Uh, of all things, not PC, but Xbox literally played the console version, you know, being a broke young kid. Um, but man, those are some very fun times. Um, so, uh, at least then going to PC and actually having a PC able to run it also, um, it was, yeah, I don't know, I guess. Oh yeah. That was other thing too. Like call of duty was, you know, really at its top, it's super prime at the time. I think, excuse me, around like, this was like around when I think Modern Warfare 3 came out for the 360. And, uh, you know, I was very much very big on Call of Duty, especially after Modern Warfare 2. Um, so I think that filled that like scratch or scratch that itch, if you will. Um, so it didn't really leave much room for me to still stick with, uh, CSGO at the time. But of course I definitely gave it a fair shake, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was overshadowed by, um, Call of Duty cause it felt more accessible, more arcadey, more of kind of a little bit more of what I was like really into at the time specifically, but best believe when, uh, Counter-Strike two comes out, uh, this summer, or maybe if I, uh, definitely if I'm able to get into the beta, I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably at least launch it, maybe play a team deathmatch here and there and see if, uh, I'm able to play the beta. Of course, if I do, we'll, we'll share my thoughts 
um, on it, of course. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Counter-Strike. I mean, obviously, don't broke, <laughs> break what's fixing. <laughs> don't fix, don't fix what's not broken. So it seems like, at least based off of what we've seen so far, it seems like they're, they're doing a good job of that. Like, obviously not, uh, you know, uh, like I said before, trying to reinvent the wheel or whatnot. So I'm all for it. Give me that counter strike too. Maybe I'll actually <laughs> play my PC more. It's a damn shame how much I, I don't really play my PC with, you know, some exceptions of some games like Resident Evil 4 remake, definitely playing that on PC as well as other platforms, but you know, uh, nonetheless, moving on. Uh, PS five pro. I think we kind of talked about this to a brief extent. I think more so of the PS five revision, uh, with the detachable, um, uh, disc drive, but this is more specifically along the lines that there actually is going to potentially, uh, maybe a, um, actual PS five pro console in the same, you know, line of the PS four pro that came out, I think around 2016 to kind of, I don't know, satiate. Well, I, I think what was interesting for the PS four pro when it came out at the time, the PS four was out for a good while. And it was going to be a decent amount of time before we got a PS five. And it, this was on the cusp of HDR being a big thing as well as, um, well, I guess mainly HDR and well, in HDMI 2.0, which, you know, also is included with HDR, but, um, that at least led some room for, PlayStation to make a PS4 pro to kind of, you know, appease that audience as well as, you know, considering that we weren't going to get a new console, what, four years from then, uh, at least probably they didn't know that for sure. But either way, I think that it was at least an experiment to see kind of similar to in a way to, uh, Apple, Apple didn't really do, doesn't really do mid, 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 mid refreshes. Uh, if anything, like, you know, uh, graphics cards, like Nvidia and stuff, Nvidia AMD would do that. But I think it was definitely an experiment as well as, you know, of course, Xbox doing the same thing with the, uh, Xbox one X, even though they were more in need of it than PlayStation. But I think maybe PlayStation wanted to secure their foot. so they didn't have a console that totally trumped, uh, PlayStation in terms of like, you know, pure, pure power. So, um, yeah, so <sighs> In, at least it's of course rumored by insider gaming, um, that, uh, PS five pro is in development and could release with a tentative release date of, uh, late 2024. So probably like fall, fall 2024, I would guess probably right before holiday season, uh, starts up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like the need for a PS five pro in this today's climate just doesn't seem that likely considering that well, the PS five PS five is pretty powerful in of itself. So it's hard to kind of fathom how much more powerful a PS five pro would be. 
and it, it just feels like this console could last until we get a PS six. And that's the other thing too. Uh, we still have games being developed for like the PS four that are being held back, being held back because they're being developed for PS four first. And then, you know, upscaled in a lot of ways to, you know, look a little bit prettier on PS five. So we still necess- haven't necessarily hit like the stride of having like a lot of exclusive, um, PS five games, uh, that would at least give us an idea or concept that, you know, Hey, the, the this console is not cutting it when it comes to its own thing, but on paper, it, it seems like everything is set for this console to be pretty powerful, but we technically haven't really seen that much yet. So with that being in mind, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. I don't really see that happening. I don't think we'll get a PS five pro. Uh, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get revisions. Like, you know, like they always do where they basically make it smaller or more efficient, more, more, um, uh, cheaper to, 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 uh, make. Um, but in terms of, you know, skipping on some parts here and there maybe, but I just don't see them making a PS five pro. I just, I just don't see the need for it. It just doesn't, the need for it is not really that apparent. The, the console's only been out for like three years. And on top of that, <laughs> we're just now being able you're just now able to get a PS five if you want one versus, you know, having to wait, um, due to, you know, the shortages that, that, that have been rampant since the pandemic. So, uh, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't think that it, uh, it's feasible. It makes sense. Um, if I, if it one did it, I don't know. Cause like now I'm thinking like, let's say they did announce it. And if it did exist, like how powerful would it be compared to a standard PS five? That's probably my biggest question. If it's some way, somehow way more powerful than a PS five, then sure. But then like, what about the PS six? And then it's just going to be that weird mix up where, you know, you, you got to cover all these various versions. And I know that's hell for like developers as well as like, you know, people like digital foundry, who do really good work in terms, you know, reviewing all the specs and whatnot and things like that. So, uh, I don't know. I'm definitely, I feel I'm more on the side of we're not going to get one. Um, and I know I heard the rumors that PS six wouldn't come out until 2027. So at least in terms of the proper timing, that would kind of make sense, but I don't know. I just don't see us having a PS, a pro console this generation. I think the PS4 Pro was a was an experiment and um a lot of things came uh came at after the PS4 release that did um validate a need to have that at the time, but I just don't really think we'll get need, there's a need for that again. Cuz like what can the PS5 Pro do that the PS5 can already do? It can play 8K video if you have that, if you have even the content to, of eight for 8K stuff, which is very rare. Um, if only uh, maybe better performance, of course. Um, but I mean, again, we haven't really gotten to any really exclusive 
um, games that really, you know, necessarily show the muscle of, uh, the PS five and that it can't handle whatever is being thrown at it. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I would actually, I'd be kind of surprised cause like, I just want to know what, what separates it from a standard PS five. And then also, I guess the only other point is that like maybe for PSVR two, but even the PSVR PS five, is able to, you know, from what I hear, able to run PSVR two just fine. So I don't think that necessarily is the culprit. Maybe that you can get, I'm not sure of the specs, but maybe you get, get higher frame rates compared to the standard PS five in terms of VR PSVR two. I don't know. I just don't know, but I guess we'll see. Time will tell time will tell. Um, with that being said, that concludes all the news for this episode. Um, let's get into what I've been playing. Uh, of course played the, uh, RE4 remake demo, um, which is great. It's just great. Um, man, where do I start? Well, um, I never played the original demo, but apparently there was a demo for the, um, the GameCube original GameCube game, or maybe the PS2 one. I don't know, but, um, it seems pretty similar. Um, actually I'm curious. I really looked it up. I want to see if somebody probably uploaded. It might be <laughs> the, the, the search engine might be overridden with Ari for a remake. Um, let's see. Two years ago. Wow, it's actually pretty, pretty similar to the Ari for remake demo in terms of like you know, the setup. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it looks pretty, pretty close to the main game. Yeah, the UI is very much different. Huh. So yeah, pretty much fairly similar. Um, yeah, pretty much the starting point of where you would generally start the game with a little bit of modifications, I would assume to kind of, you know, not show all their cards, but yeah, basically start at the village section, initial start of the game, and then you basically go to the main village part, the iconic village part where you fight all the uh, miscellaneous village people and try to last. And, you know, it got all the, the cool Easter eggs. Like if you go in the house, the one particular house, you uh, people who play know what I'm talking about. You'll trigger the uh, Chainsaw Man, a.k.a. Dr. Salvador. And, uh, you know, he will try to chain into the, the room and everybody will be barricaded. And, you know, that's where you find out that these aren't your typical zombies, that they're way much smart. They're more smarter than your average zombies in terms of having the intelligence to have, uh, you know, hey, you go up and uh, break into the to the house uh, from above and you uh, everybody else try to try to 
break into the other doors and, you know, being smart. So, um, yeah, it, it looks good. Uh, I love the setting. Of course, they definitely changed the, the setting to make it feel much more scarier, which is pretty cool. Um, it, it definitely gives off a way more creepier vibe than the original, uh, as a whole, in terms of my sentiment coming away from it for sure. So, um, it's doing everything right. Um, there, there's some cool, you know, miscellaneous stuff. I mean, obviously it's been, if you've played it or haven't, it's, it's been pretty apparent, and, and, you know, known to people nowadays, but there's uh this cool little hidden thing called mad chainsaw mode where basically it's a random chance you get it, um, any, every time you play, but basically, um, it's a random chance to play the game on like the hardest difficult. It's a custom hardest difficulty essentially that won't be, they said for sure. Like, Hey, this is not going to be in the main game. Um, but a fun little mode where, yeah, pretty much the chainsaw guy is super overpowered. He's like, uh, very hard, much harder to interrupt way more health. Um, just yeah, stuff like that. And, um, he's, <laughs> he was tough. I kept dying and, but what, what also made it hard is that the chance of it is random essentially. So let's say you get the mode, you manage to get the mode before you launch the game and you die. Um, you have to keep basically, um, disabling and triggering the game multiple times to try to get the chance of it again. Uh, but man, these savvy, these savvy gamers, they did discover a cheat code basically that lets you, uh, basically trigger it on demand, uh, more accurately, if you will, where you basically just put in the code before you go to start the game and it'll consistently launch, um, the mode. So actually you don't have to, you know, do the arduous task of keep trying to relaunch the game now. So that was a cool discovery. There's a hidden weapon in the game. It's pretty dope. The TMP, um, that I don't, I don't think I actually want to spoil how you get it. But if you look online, you'll, you'll, you'll see how to get it if you really want to, but basically a very <laughs> pretty overpowered weapon. Um, it seems to be like very, like it's maxed, a maxed upgraded, uh, version of the TMP, uh, fully maxed out that, uh, will definitely help you <laughs> when trying to fight, beat the game on mad chainsaw mode. And they also change some of the enemy placements. So there's like more enemies, um, in certain parts, like towards the initial part when you initially encounter the one, uh, your first Ganado. Um, so yeah. And then if they did also show a lot of the, um, stealth elements, the, the implementation of the new stealth elements, um, where you can actually, you know, sneak up on enemies and stuff now. Um, definitely got to play with the knife, you know, like they showed in the trailers, the knife does have durability. Now there is a lot more, a lot more nuance to it in terms of durability and like certain actions, um, take more or less durability from the knife. So you have to be mindful of that. Like if you're more stealthy and taking enemies out, it takes out, takes less durability. If you don't do a perfect parry. Um, a la third strike where pretty much if you ready your weapon at the right moment, you can parry enemies. Um, and you can parry apparently a lot of attacks. I did experiment a little bit. Uh, you can parry knife axe throws. 
uh, apparently melees. I, I don't, I think I did that once or twice. Um, the chainsaw, I don't think you can parry the chainsaw. Maybe you can, who knows? Um, but you can definitely at least defend yourself if you have durability, but generally that's the most punishing in terms of your durability. So it'll like almost immediately take a very significant chunk <coughs> of your knife durability. If you have like half, it's pretty much done. And when your knife is out, it's out. I think you can probably, I assume you can re repair it when you get to um, the merchant um, to be able to repair it. And maybe there's some other means um, cause when I found the secret TMP in terms of how to get it, you have to drop all your weapons before you enter the village. And because you drop all your weapons, you won't have your knife. But if you, you happen to find like a, a, a weak ass, like butter knife, um, uh, in the same area where you find the TMP and that one has very much low, much lower durability and probably lesser, you know, um, attack on it. Um, so I'm curious if that's maybe a dynamic where you can find miscellaneous random knives that can kind of, you know, act as a substitute substitute when your main knife has broken, um, which would be pretty cool. So you do, you do have that. Um, but yeah, it was very fun. Um, probably the only, the only gripe, that uh, people have been talking about. And then the more I've played it, I've realized as well is that um, the aiming was very off um, in the demo. It felt way more weightier than it needed to be. And a part of me was thought thinking maybe it was like intentional to kind of, you know, make the game a little bit more difficult to an extent um, to kind of, I don't know, even the fields, if you will. Um, but, you know, people who played with mouse and keyboard had a very, much better time than controller players. And I think it's affected the, the Xbox players the most, but, um, yeah, it just seems like it seems like it's, um, yeah, it seems off. It doesn't seem like uh part of it maybe could be interpreted as it being intentional, but overall, I think it seems very off. Um, but at least I believe they confirmed, uh, Capcom themselves that, uh, the development team for RE4 remake, the, uh, confirmed that they, that it is patched and it is resolved in a day one patch of the game. So I think we can expect to see that when the game officially releases, uh, tomorrow, technically, well, I guess midnight, um, but best believe you better believe you'd be right there, right there, ready right there and ready. Um, so yeah. Um, what else? Anything notable? Uh, it did. They, they definitely seem way more overwhelming, more difficult for sure. They're, they seem more, much smarter. Of course. Um, they, uh, at least this one annoying thing they, that they can do is like the villagers can actually grab you but not in the traditional sense, like the old games where, you know, you can shake out of it. You can technically break free, but it's much more annoying in the fact that they grab you to kind of, uh, cooperate with other, the other Ganados to like, you know, let's say you're getting grabbed and one of them has a pitchfork or even like, uh, uh, Dr. Salazar having a chainsaw, they'll grab you from behind 
and try to and and try to grab you until like the Ganado can either chainsaw or, you know, um, one of them can do their attack with a hatchet or knife or whatever. So I found that very annoying. <laughs> they can also shove you, which you, you wouldn't think necessarily would be annoying, but it, it they do it just right at the, the right moments that are just very, very, uh, very irritating. Like immensely irritating <laughs> to the point where like, it's definitely killed me sometimes or like, I think I'm, I'll try to ready up a grenade to throw it like uh chainsaw man and I'll try to throw it, but then I get pushed randomly by uh Ganado and then the chainsaw man is like very close mind you. And then like, I can't do anything. He revs up his attack and I'm dead. So they definitely have made uh much more, much smarter implementations of the AI and things like that. Um, <laughs> they seem to have a set moment now with the cow. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about at the village area where I guess you can, it seems to always automatically set the cow on fire and he can kind of assist unintentionally assist you cause he's, you know, fighting for his life, uh, after he got burned and, uh, basically taking people out. So, um, little stuff like that. Uh, another cool kind of thing that like kind of playing with your expectations in a way where the one guaranteed spot that you can kind of be safe in some respects, you can kind of camp out. Um, if you, I think, cause I think the, that, that whole iconic, you know, village moment, I think it's timed. I believe it's timed and timed, or if you kill a certain amount of enemies, I think, are the two main ways to beat it. Um, but let's say if you go the time route, at least I think in the main game, um, I don't think I ever necessarily really did, but I think you can technically go to this one spot that you can go all the way up in the ladder. It's very high up and you can just wait it out there um, until, until the bell rings, which maybe you can technically do. Cause I think it only triggers uh, where basically if you pick up an item, you automatically, it breaks down and you fall. <laughs> so if you had that strategy in mind, you definitely can't do it. Apparently, uh, maybe you can, if you just don't pick up the item and just wait it out that way. But a part of me thinks they, they probably have some way to still knock you down. Um, which is pretty cool. I love, I love stuff like that. Of course, uh, you know, uh, resident evil, the resident evil remake original resident evil remake uh did a lot of that you know playing with your expectations if you played the first game uh resident evil 2 remake to an extent as well i recall some moments uh also where they kind of you know hey <laughs> if you expected this is gonna go the same way uh since the uh since the original game you are highly mistaken which is a uh, pretty cool so love stuff like that i definitely anticipate <laughs> A lot of that probably happening at, you know, some of the most iconic moments we've played and, uh, you know, things of that nature. So yeah, resident evil Four remake. I'm ready. I, I didn't think we needed it. I, I, I didn't think we needed it, but <laughs> funnily enough, the more I've played it, the more I'm seeing about it. Of course I've heard it's getting like perfect reviews yet again, which is, just a great feat. Uh, shouts out to Capcom, man. They, they really, man, they, they, they be, they in their bag and they hitting their stride with the consistency, just the utmost consistency. Um, 
<laughs> I think there was a flop. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, Exo Primal. Uh, we'll see. I don't, I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm not too keen on it. But it's gonna be on Game Pass, so I'll probably try it out. Otherwise, yeah, I would not buy that. <sighs> so, yeah, RE4 remake. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. I play played the demo multiple times. Um, probably at least fifty across the multiple platforms. Um, thank goodness there. Yeah. Like I said, uh, during the initial announcement, no time limit. So you can pretty much just hold out and play or explore it, you know, absorb the environment as much as you want until the village fight segment to where you then, um, just wait it out. And after the bell rings and they leave, you can just, um, the, the demo ends then, but outside of that, you can just, you know, uh, absorb the environment and have fun that way. Um, so yeah, that, I guess that was an interesting change too with the, inf- um, the Ganados when they, you know, have the parasite burst out of them. That does happen to some, some of the enemies. It seems like I'm not sure it, it probably acts in the same manner as the original where it seemed like a random mechanic where it seemed the the likelihood is higher if you shoot people in the head that they'll they'll uh, pop out they're gonna um their plagas the plagas will pop out and they'll be like superpower where they'll be charging at you and stuff like that. Where well, yeah, that is the case too. They are very very much more aggressive uh, if they're in that state. Um, definitely way more than the original game, but I'm. Um, I guess we haven't seen how that plays out because like <clears throat> there's one where the Plaga split out their neck. I think essentially the first enemy you encounter, he comes back after you, <laughs> you kick the shit out of him, but um, comes back and yeah, he has that sprout out his neck. And I think it was a thing where like if you're near death, they'll when you if they grab you, they'll like do kind of like an alien thing where they will like penetrate your head or whatever with the, with the Plagas and then you die that way. So a lot of cool moments there. I guess that is maybe one concern that maybe could possibly change when the main game comes out, but it, it seems unlikely. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more dismemberment, um, similar to the RE2 remake where, you know, if you shoot an arm or it seems that for this game, if you parry like an attack from them, you'll cut off an arm. Um, but, uh, it, it seems like the game could use a little bit more graphicness. Like I saw, like, you know, of course the iconic chainsaw guy, when he, you know, (laughs) you don't manage to get out the way in time. Uh, at least he doesn't do the infamous decapitation. It seems like he does this new one where he, well, I guess it depends on the conditions of, uh, how he, how he gets you, but he chainsaws you from the back, stabs you with the chainsaw from the back, and then, you know, wraps up the chainsaw and goes upward, essentially splitting you in half. You would assume that you would just split like a, you know, <laughs> like a, like a very unpleasant flower in a way, but that didn't happen. It just, it just is, is as if it didn't cut him at all. It didn't show any necessarily any shines of him being like split in half, which a little bit disappointed. I was like, Hey, if you're going to do that, just go all the way with it. You know what I mean? Obviously, especially considering other games, but 
I remember it was kind of like RE2 remake with the demos, but I think it was only the Japanese version where they do tend to censor a lot of that. Uh, like the one iconic moment where you, you know, you see the wit, the liquor <clears throat> for the first time. Well, not you see uh hints of the liquor basically. And you know, it shows all the sinew of the guy whose jaw that just gets just obliterated, but it's way more toned down in the Japanese version. Um, so I'm curious maybe if there, if that's, that could be the thing where they just by default, just didn't give players the option to, but just to be safe on all ends, but to not have the gore necessarily. But then I guess that doesn't make sense because they did show um, a death part or scene I've seen online where they did show Leon like when he's near death, get grabbed by one of the villagers where they'll, you know, (laughs) force him down with his neck out. uh, And then another one has a hatchet and then just cuts his head off that way. So who knows? Um, Again, a lot a lot of this could change with the day one patch. And I think that's what a fair amount of people have been going by. So, um, I guess we'll see. Thankfully. Yeah. We'll see day one. Uh, when this officially releases, man, finally, (laughs) I've not really been able to like focus and play anything else. I literally, (laughs) literally played the original. Once again, I played it with like all the souped up weapons on professional, um, which is a very fun experience still just seeing how easily you can kill all the bosses and stuff was a very fun experience, but so yeah, I think that is enough Resident Evil 4 remake demo. Of course, expect uh next episode. I'll have it in my hands to play, play with, uh, the immense, the utmost immense intensity. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I've been playing uh, Fortnite. <laughs> that was, that's hard for me to even say, believe that I, I'm saying. i actually been playing a lot of Fortnite. So my friends got me into it. Actually, you know, I, I played it, you know, when a no build mode came out and for a little bouts in here and there. But then I, you know, play with a, uh, some of my friends who, you know, were like, Hey, yeah, you want to play, uh, you know, appreciate it. You know, just have another person, blah, blah, blah. Like, all right. I was very apprehensive. Mind you. I'm like, uh, Fortnite, uh, I guess I'll try it out. But you know, now <laughs> this, this new season, I forgot. They always have it segmented up. Like I think it's chapter two, season four or something like that. But at least with this season is, I guess the terminology is mega Fortnite mega where they got this new city. Um, I think it's mega city where you can grind on the rails, kind of like jet set radio and you can shoot apparently enemies <coughs> if you do. Um, but just the cool traversal in that map, but also they did a showcase that Aaron Yeager of attack on Titan is a, one of the characters you can get. So of course I'm like, well, I might as well. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I ended up caving. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get the battle mask. I do really want Aaron Yeager. And so that's what I did. And then after that, I, you know, 
I was occasionally, you know, browsing the item shop and stuff, uh, where, you know, get costumes and emotes and stuff. And then I, I, I hate to say this, but they got me there as well. You know, I saw a cool blade skin, you know, the, 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 the day walker, if you will, um, look pretty cool. I'm like, uh, well, you know, I really do like blade. <sighs> so I, I got it. I got I got, I got, I got blade. I got blade. <laughs> then I, then I, <laughs> then I saw a silver surfer. Uh, you can actually get the silver surfers, uh, board, you know, when you glide in Fortnite, you know, they have various, uh, you know, other IP items and stuff you can use. I'm like, well, I mean, it is silver surfer surfer. It's like the most surfiest of the surfers, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> so I got the silver surfer. <laughs> <laughs> Silver Surfer Glider. Oh man. Oh, and I forgot. Freaking Leon be you know, obviously, right on the cusp of Resident Evil 4 remake. They announced the RE Resident Evil collection. So you can get Claire Redfield and Leon S. Kennedy. So <laughs> I was like, well. All right. So got Leon S. Kennedy now, you know, Claire Redfield. And, uh, well, and then, uh, you know, I saw there, they had a Tootsie Roll emote. You know, I love the Tootsie Roll. I grew up, you know, the Tootsie Roll video. <laughs> so I got the Tootsie Roll. <laughs> um, and what makes it great is that, you know, you just, you just can't beat, you just can't beat Leon S. Kennedy doing a Tootsie Roll. You just can't. That's just, that's, that's almost priceless to an extent. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I, uh, I did, uh, this is, this is probably the first game that, you know, I guess free to play that, you know, I actually, was like, damn, I actually want to buy that. I did. <laughs> so I think as a whole, I probably spent, pretty much the price of the game. I'd say maybe around $60. So I don't necessarily feel too bad about it. Cause I am having a good time. I'm spending a substantial amount of time with the game, got the battle pass. And at least the cool thing, you know, about the battle pass, like some of the others is that they do pay you back the money you paid for. If you complete the battle pass, which is always cool. Um, so yeah, I don't, didn't, didn't feel too bad about that. Uh, and as well as the time I've been investing as of late. So yeah, I never, never thought I'd say it, but yeah, I am pretty, pretty into Fortnite now. That is, I never thought, well, I guess my only stipulations was if it was a no build mode, which they did, of course. And maybe if, um, if they put Yakuza characters like Kiryu, Kiryu, um, Kazama or, um, uh, Goro Majima in the game or anything like that. I was like, ah, fuck, I gotta play it now. But I mean, pretty close otherwise, you know? So yeah, it got me Fortnite. The Fortnite Fortnite is a uh, finally got me. I never thought it would. I was very much against it <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, well, mainly the building, but now that they did rectify that, um, yeah, I've been having a very good time, you know, playing with my friends and stuff. 
um, getting getting quests. Quests is surprisingly fun. I never really focus on quests, but it's pretty fun in a very quick way to get um, rank up and experience to you know get all the battle pass uh, content and things like that. So, <sighs> who would have thunk it, huh? I'm playing Fortnite now. I'm a Fortnite guy. That is that is so funny to me. But hey, I mean it's a very it is very fun, especially when you're playing with friends. It's a fun time. And then of course the cool accessibility and the cross platform play. So if I wanted to I generally play on Xbox, but if I wanted to play on PC or uh PS five, I could do that and you know, all my um yeah, all my content will successfully, you know, carry over, which is a really awesome um thing. So yeah. I'm really enjoying Fortnite. It's so fun. It's a fun time. Uh, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, you know, outside of Modern Warfare, um, nothing really worth talking about there. Um, is Modern Warfare. Uh, a little bit of Halo, uh, which I mentioned, talked about uh, in 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 the main just already there. So yeah. So let's get in what I've been watching, which of course watched the finale of uh, the last of us. Um, and it was good. It was good. I think it was pretty much the best I could ask for, for, you know, a, uh, adaptation, a TV show adaptation of the game. Um, yeah, I feel like they did everything they needed to. I mean, if I really had any critiques of the season as a whole, I wish they did maybe let some stuff marinate, marinate a little bit. It, it maybe did seem like the show could have used maybe an episode or two to kind of help flesh out some stuff. <laughs> and then probably the other gripe maybe I, I would have is I do wish there was more infected, um, and you know, action set piece moments, um, on the show, which I felt like the show was lacking a bit. Um, it could have used a lot more, um, of those moments to, to kind of emphasize the kind of, uh, I don't know, the, the sense of urgency and like, I guess, direness in regards to, you know, this, this community being infected essentially, you know? Um, yeah, that's really pretty much it. But outside of that, in terms of like, you know, the main story points, the main like points that hit with this, um, with this series, um, I think they nailed it. They nailed it. They made all the right changes, the changes that made sense that just weren't just randomly stupid and just like, oh, uh, we're just doing this just to be different and try to use this as an opportunity to make something else that isn't even uh, faithful to the game in any way at all, uh, Resident Evil for Netflix. Well, pretty much, <laughs> well, you got a resident evil for Netflix. You got, uh, the resident evil movies, which are just a whole nother beast. And then you got the, the one resident evil animated <clears throat> show thing, uh, at infinite darkness, which was not that great. <sighs> it's so much. And that, 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 oh, uh, welcome to raccoon city was decent. I'll give it that. That's it's, <laughs> it's the least of, of, is, is the best representation of all of the, you know, um, 
you know, external Resident Evil content. But then again, that's not even saying much because that game, I, I mean, that movie, I, I, I do have a fair amount of issues with, you know, talking with them molding, um, melding one and two's events, which is just made for just a lot of not, gr- not so great, um, compromises there. But, uh, I digress. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's sad. Cause like, you know, obviously something, a video game adaptation that's so good that makes you frustrated with, you know, the attempts that, uh, of one of your more favorite, uh, game series, uh, resident evil that is way more deserving. Um, but just, they can never get it right. But <laughs> as far as last was concerned, they nailed it. And of course, obviously it helps to have Neil Druckmann. Who's the, who's the direct director of, of the games be involved to a very, um, very pertinent extent, it seems like. So, and of course I love the faithfulness, you know, to the, uh, to the voice actors. A lot of them got, had some, um, had some cameo slash roles in, in the, in the uh, show, which is a cool, nice old and, you know, freaking Meryl Dandridge who actually is the only character actually reprise her role from the game to the, to the show, which was pretty cool to uh, see and witness. So yeah, as a whole, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, I was very satisfied with it other outside of those minor gripes, but they're very minor. I, I enjoyed, you know, the, the Tories, the stories being told again, um, you know, in the lens of a TV show, which was pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome. 11, 11 had to acknowledge that. Um, yeah. Also Mandalorian, uh, showed itself. I'm not sure if I talked about the first episode or any, I've, I've seen the first four, but nonetheless, uh, thoroughly enjoying the Mandalorian. Of course, just that, that Grogu, (laughs) Uh, I forgot. Let's 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 acknowledge how how much uh, how how in his prime, how much work Pedro Pascal getting is escorting these people. Uh, you know, escorting Elliot and Grogu is just that. That's he's the man's man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I digress. Um, yeah, Mandalorian is pretty great. I've I've enjoyed the episode so far. Uh, you know, of course, expanding the lore. That is, uh, you know, the Star Wars universe now. Um, oh man, this latest episode, I'll uh, at least give a tidbit. It's not necessarily a spoiler, really, but, um, boy, the the guy that played Jar Jar Binks in the prequels, they gave him another chance, and boy, uh, I love the love to see it. I love, 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 love to see it. It's uh, it's great. It's very, it's very much great. Um, it's it's so great. It really is. It really is. Um, yeah, just to see him get redeemed into a new role um, was fantastic. It was, it was just, it was fantastic. It was, it was, it was so great. It was so great.
Give me one moment. Hold on. Let's see now. Sorry about that. Got interrupted. Had to take care of something. Um. Yeah. So. Mandalorian was great. I'm enjoying it so far. Just that Grogu. That Grogu and uh, Din Djarin combo. Is it Din Djarin? I think so. Really enjoying that. So Mandalorian is back. Is back, but let's see. Um, with that being said, that's pretty much all I've been up to this uh this week. Um, <laughs> Resident Evil Four, baby. Uh, I've got John Wick Four as well. Uh, I saw it's crazy that they um <laughs> they're both. They're both like rated 93 on Metacritic, which is funny. Um, so yeah, definitely going to enjoy both of those. Um, of course we'll uh, give you the deets next time we meet. Um, but yeah, outside of that, um, that will conclude episode 171 of switches sites. If you did enjoy this podcast, feel free to like rate and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, uh, you can catch me record this live generally on Thursday evenings on Twitch TV slash a switch. You can also catch the archive on youtube.com slash switch as well. But until next time, y'all, um, feel free to fuck, <laughs> get your damn game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.